Hello, I'm Adam Pacitti, and you're listening to Ringmasters. You love it. What's up, guys? Welcome to another fantastic episode of Ringmasters. I am Chad, and joining me, as always, is my... Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. <laughs> My name is Austin. That took you a while. Yeah, I was running out of I didn't want to do Kevin Owens and Sammy because we do that all the time. I wanted yeah. to mix it up a little. And for some uh, reason... You could easily have just done Chris Jericho to your Kevin Owens because, you know, Kevin Owens teams with a lot of people. There we go. I could have. And I, I feel I feel like Chris Jericho right now. And you're now. wearing a scarf this yeah. week, so Mount, Ple- Mount Pleasant, Michigan has got me all kinds of fucked up right now. <laughs> it is unbelievably freezing over the last couple days. It's feeling like December. Yeah, it's very cold. But you know what wasn't cold? These episodes of Raw and SmackDown this week. I would say they were cold, honestly. <laughs> oh, besides, wow. a, uh, besides a couple specific moments of both shows, I would say both of these shows were rather cold. Oh man, I, I maybe you have a different <laughs> opinion on this, but I, <laughs> I felt like, yeah, I felt like these Raw and SmackDowns were not nearly as strong as, especially SmackDown with with going into. About a week and a half away from night from Clash yeah, of Champions. Yeah, for a pay per view that's like a week or two away, it wasn't. It wasn't as good as it could have been. But Not you know, at all. I mean, a couple things from both shows made it worth it for me. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, because um, once again, Monday Night Raw this week opened with yet another authority promo. Because of course it does. Um, Kurt Angle starts talking about whatever he wants to talk about, and it Jason Jordan comes out to interrupt his dad. The crowd was just destroying Jordan. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, he's fucked. Beyond yeah, he, fucked. There's there's no way he doesn't turn heel, right? Like, there's no I way f- there's no way they're not going to make him heel. It's got, I feel like the writing's on the wall right now, and I felt like with what happened during this show and how... I think they were really starting to lay the groundwork for it. I feel like it, yeah, because Jordan comes out, he says he wants to match with Roman Reigns, um, and Roman comes out to respond to that, saying, "I'm not fighting your son. Like I don't like you. Like you can't just give yeah. your son a match with the Intercontinental Champion, no matter how much he drapes the damn thing over his shoulder and just like walks around like I got a belt on my back." Yeah. And now then Roman Reigns says, "I don't want your son. I want Samoa Joe," and makes the quote that I loved: "If you want an opportunity, don't go running to your daddy." And then Roman, I mean, uh, Jason Jordan, starts saying, you're the one talking about opportunities. You are the poster boy. It's like, and then Roman, with his ever so incredible amount of charisma, goes, I am on a lot of posters. I am on a lot of posters, the Mm -hmm. big dog. That doesn't, like, yeah, so dodges the whole (laughs) legitimate thing, like, you are the poster boy for what WWE wants. And he's just like, yeah, I'm on posters, there's one of me now. It's just like, Roman still, like, no matter how much they start pushing Roman in the right direction of what he needs to say, almost every month, uh, like, at least once a month, he'll say something unbelievably stupid. To be honest, there's really no reason to ever have him talk. Especially, since he's with the Shield now, like, they could have just as easily have had the entire shield come out for this and have Rollins be like, listen, you don't get a match with the big dog unless you earn it. Like, and he would have, and there would have been no booze. Roman wouldn't have died on a promo at this. Yeah. And then yeah, he literally just needs to like crack his knuckles, look intimidating, talk when he needs to. Yeah. But at this point right now, I feel like if you need, if you, I don't think the WWE wants to rely on the fact that they need the shield in order for Roman to get cheered. But I feel like they do. <laughs> they, that's the thing. They do, but they don't want to make it seem like that. Yeah. They want it to seem like Roman is his own man with or without the shield. But 
he's not. Yeah. So, and also having Seth and Dean come with Roman to face off against Jason Jordan, it's like it's not needed. Yeah, well, like, I don't think I don't think they should have came down with him to do the match. But I think they definitely should have had him come out with these promos. Because, like, what's the point of bringing the shield up to, and bring, uh, having them back together if it's still just Roman doing his own thing and Rollins and Ambrose just continuing to feud with Sheamus and Cesaro, you know And what that's I mean? the thing, though, is that, like, they're not doing faction feuds right now because there's not really a legitimate faction they can feud with unless they want to try with Absolution if, they, if, they're, <laughs> if they're feeling up for it. The, the I, shield versus Absolution. Book it now. Book it now. But... No, there's not really. See, there's no real feuds that they can do as a faction. So having them split off and go their own separate ways, while still remaining part of this faction, with Roman holding a singles title and Seth and Dean going for the tag titles. I mean, that's kind of what it was before, like the Wyatts and before Evolution. Like that's what they were, because Dean held the U.S. title while Roman and Seth held the tag titles. So I think it's just going back to old things for them. So I. Don't think there's really any need to change that. Um, but continuing with this opening segment, Samoa Joe then comes out, accepts Roman Reigns' challenge, and Jason Jordan gets all pissed off and hits a belly-to-belly to Roman Reigns. Kurt, visibly upset, pushes Jordan away. And then uh, Roman Reigns says, Joe, you can wait. Uh, Jason Jordan, I want you now because you you think you're hot shit. You're step up against the <clears throat> big dog. And then... The match is made. Uh, opening matchup is Jason Jordan versus Roman Reigns for the Intercontinental Championship. And it went Twenty minutes and thirty three seconds. Yeah, this like that was what I saw for a majority of Monday Night Raw this week was that the matches were long. Yeah, like this one had it. I think three commercial breaks in it. Yeah, and and, and it was a good match. Um, I I kind of thought it was gonna be good because I mean Roman's a good wrestler, you know, even though it pains me to say. And Jason Jordan is, you know, he's a good wrestler too. I mean, neither one of them are just over. But it, it, they put on a good match. I was happy with it. Yeah, and I'm. I agree with. I. Th- I. I think Roman's a good wrestler. Is something that everyone needs to get over with and mm-hmm. realize that he is. That's definitely a hot take that I will talk about in a future episode. But yeah, I think. I think this match was pretty good. My only issue with this match was that Jordan still having his left leg taped up and all that. Did all these moves that would not be able, you wouldn't be able to do with your injured leg. So yeah. it just made it, it just like Jordan not selling his legit his injury that he quote unquote had. Um, I did find it funny how Joe was just sitting on a chair at the top of the ramp just, watching. Just watching. I yeah. love Samoa Joe. Yeah, he doesn't even join the commentary guys. It's like, hey, there's an open seat here. It's like, no, I'm sitting over here. I've got, I've got one issue with uh, how Samoa Joe was booked on this one particular show in particular, but we will get to that when we get to the spot where. Yeah, well, yeah. Post. Roman Reigns ends up retaining against Jason Jordan. Joe immediately comes down and attacks Roman Reigns, hits, hits him with the Coquita clutch. But then Jordan suplexes J- J- Samoa Joe, and then starts like going at Joe like the dead, the dead, the dead, my dad, the dead, dead. Just like Jason Jordan, it does. <laughs> and then uh, Roman Reigns Superman punches uh, uh, Jason Jordan, and then he's left all alone as the big dog standing by himself. So here's my issue. You know, you are in Los Angeles. You know, California. That's li- Samoa California. Joe's stomping grounds. So I don't, and I know you know he's gonna be the most over guy like. Probably on the show, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe. He's already over. The fact that you're in his hometown. How do you not have Samoa Joe get the high, go on the high ground here? So he should have had Samoa Joe run out and just take them both out. Because, you know, yeah, you you, you have uh, 
Jason Jordan, you know, break up the clutch, which gets him booed because they hate Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. And then, and but, and then I feel like, and they they talked about this kind of on Dave Meltzer. Um, they said that you know, it, it looked like they had Samoa Joe Superman punch Jason Jordan because Jason Jordan was so hated that Roman would get cheered because that's always the goal. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think I just don't see how that would work. Like, I don't I don't know this. These these booking decisions floor like floor me sometimes. It, it, it it's a huge and this doesn't really go off with Joe because I think Joe is fine with this. This is like a one week thing and like when he gets his title shot against I'm assuming Roman, um he I imagine he'll win. I Ooh, don't man, I don't Samoa Joe is IC champ. <clears throat> I would love that. I think that would be a good place for him to start because they obviously don't have the authority figures to run around with him as a universal champion, which I'm assuming is what they want to do. Yeah. And then you could have Roman face him at WrestleMania or something or SummerSlam for the universal title, whatever it comes to. But um, my issue with this is the fact that this idea that we have that Roman is so terrible that we just have to put him up with someone that the audience hates even more just for him to get cheered. It's like what they did with Triple H when he when he went up against John Cena. Like his Triple H was hated through a majority of the early 2000s to the mid 2000s, mm-hmm. but once he starts feuding with John Cena when he was at the like when he was just getting hot as like this as their poster boy, that was like the reason why it's like Triple H is like you suck and then every, like I remember like the rest the wrestling isn't wrestling video. Uh-huh. Which have you seen that video? Yeah. That mm-hmm. yeah, that's the video I think all wrestling fans need to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, hey, John Cena, you suck. And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, suck. yeah. It's, this is exactly what they're trying to do with Roman. Like, hey, Jason Jordan, you suck. And then everyone's like, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. I feel Reigns. like it's different, though, because, like, you know, that, that, was, that was Triple H, a guy who people, like, it's, tri- it's, triple, it's like Triple H. Everyone loves Triple H. Even when he was a heel, you love Triple H. And he was saying, hey, John Cena, you suck, who is a guy everyone hates because he's forced on our throats. We hate Jason Jordan because he's booked terribly. Mm-hmm. We would like, you know what I mean? Like that we we don't we we don't like Jason Jordan for for totally different reasons why we don't like Roman Reigns. And so Roman Re- or so Roman Reigns being like, "Hey Jason Jordan, you suck." We're like, "Yeah, but but so do you." Mm-hmm. So we're going to boo both of you. Like it just hurts both of you. Yeah. And I'm I'm I've been trying like to get off the the bandwagon. I really want to like Roman Reigns. I really want, especially since I know we're going to be stuck with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I I want I want him to be booked well. I want him to walk into WrestleMania when he faces Brock. I want him to be over. I want me to be like, get him, Roman, because there have been moments where I've been like, oh man, Roman Reigns. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah, like um, again, I'm going to continue with this when we get when we start doing hot takes. Um, I. That his first Royal Rumble he was in, like, mm-hmm. everyone wanted Roman, not Batista. Yeah. Like, that was the huge thing for that. But, yeah, I think, I think you know, hopefully we'll get to that point, though. But we cut backstage, and Kurt Angle's on the phone with Stephanie trying to, like, calm things down. And then Jordan's just like, you have to give me a rematch with Roman Reigns. He's like, and, and I want Samoa Joe. You have to give me with a rematch with Roman Reigns. But now I want Samoa Joe tonight. And I'm just like... Man, you're sounding a lot like Christian with this one more match thing. Mm-hmm. Only it's even worse because you're sucking up to your dad. <laughs> and then so Joe ends up attacking Jason Jordan backstage and says, um, like father, like son, huh, Kurt? Oh god. And that then was, there was I popped. And then there was an amazing <laughs> and then there was a 
funny tweet he did is like he's like daddy i'm getting bullied or something like that <laughs> um yeah see so even even after that though joe looked great because he yeah. came back yeah, at jordan he, and he got the, him back he gets the high ground on multiple occasions i just i just wish i don't know I, that was just my one criticism of that angle yeah but no um and i really think i think i think jason jordan demanding you know a rematch with roman and then uh, also saying he wants samoa joe uh, and trying to throw his weight around, and then Kurt Angle not giving it to him. I really think that is the seed. exactly like that that is going to start Jason Jordan. It's like turn. it's like Jason Jordan, even though he's like a legit, he's yeah. an adult, yeah. is starting to get into his teenager. Like yeah. I don't like no dad. Like you don't understand me. Yeah, and they even pull, though even though he's a freaking adult. Yeah, and they should pull the trigger immediately. I'm always like long term storytelling. No, this is the one instance where next week Jason Jordan turns on Kurt. It needs to happen. It like, really does. Like you need to pull the you needed to pull the or trigger at least ago. or at least yeah, keep it going until the next pay per view. I feel yeah. like, but the next pay per view for the Raw pay per view is smack is uh, it's Royal Rumble, yeah, right? I was say, yeah, they're not, they're not getting a Raw pay per view till after the Rumble. Yeah, so until you Roadblock. have to pull the trigger. Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Yeah, if you have to pull the trigger, like, and if you if you want to pull it off at, at Rumble, like that's fine. Maybe do maybe have it so he's like, hey dad, you need to give me the thirtieth spot in the rumble. You need to. I need to be number thirty. Oh yeah, like that'd be cool. That I'd would be cool be, if they use that. Yeah, that would be a great spot. Like, hey dad, like listen, like I've done I've done everything you asked yeah. of me. Now all I ask in return is make me number thirty. And Kurt Angle's like, you know what, Jordan? No son of mine would ever want to take the shortcut. So yeah. you know what? You're getting the number one spot in the rumble. <laughs> that would be that would be legitimately awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I hope that happens now. That yeah, that's I think that would be a great moment too. Like, and then just the crowd would pop at that, yeah, pop. just to be like, "Fuck you, yeah, Jordan." And then Jordan comes out at number one, and have him go a long time till like you know twenty five, and then mm-hmm. have him get, and then have him get ooh, out, and then twenty five hits. Kurt Angle's music is a surprise entrant and accidentally eliminates Jordan. Oh yeah, and he's like, "You wanted me to take the short not to, to, to work for it, but you put yourself at twenty five. <laughs> I mean, he he put himself in the match, but yeah. like, yeah, I'm sure he drew a random number. Yeah, that'd be like, oh my god. There's so much stuff you can do with Hashtag this idea. Ringmasters for WWE creators. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, oh, actually, one one last thing I want to mention uh, before we continue on to Monday Night Raw is once again I want to send out a massive, massive thank you to our guest la- last week, uh, Adam Bacchetti. Yes, absolutely. It was an absolute blast to have him on. Like, he was just a f- great, great guest. Um, just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, legitimately, he's welcome back on the show anytime he likes. Uh, the door is always open for him. And that goes the same for the other members of Cultaholic, Jack, Sam, Ross. Uh, we'd love to have any absolutely. of them on any at any them. time. Any of them or all of them. Exactly. Yeah, and if you are joining us after that after that episode, um, welcome, and yeah. we hope you enjoy your stay. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes, the YouTube channel is officially up with all previous episodes of Ringmasters now available at your fingertips. Yeah. And we will soon be eventually be producing even more content for the YouTube channel that we all think that we think you're going to really enjoy. In a way, it's kind of like the WWE Network. You know, you get all you get an entire history of ringmasters content and it's not 9.99 a month ladies and gentlemen it is free hashtag better than network oh my gosh and on that note let's move to yeah. smackdown no that's not let's not move <laughs> or, to smackdown oh, sorry, let's yeah, move to Sa- half a raw. yeah we we had like three quarters of raw because yeah. fuck three hours yeah we got sasha banks versus page um this is the first time in a year since page has wrestled like in an actual match for wwe um so we had 
like we had Alexa Bliss on commentary because she had a reason to be out there. Um, and Bailey and Mickey James were in the corner of Sasha while Mandy and Sonya were in the con- corner of Paige. Those two, those two, those four people end up completely going at each other, but Mickey and Bailey end up getting beat up. Um, Sasha gets distracted and gets knocked out, and Absolution ends up coming up out on top. And then they attack Sasha Banks after the match. So let's see what's going to be the Absolution versus Sasha Bailey and Mickey at Rumble. Is that what we're looking I'm at? I'm assuming that's what we're looking at, but at, or or perhaps they'll do like a six man tag. They'll do a six woman tag, and then it'll eventually lead to like the the team leader of that team will get a shot at the women's championship. Maybe I don't know. I feel like it's got to build to like an actual yeah. title match between like one of those people. I feel yeah. like Paige is your person to face. Yeah, Alexa Bliss at Royal Rumble. Yep. Or unless they end up doing that women's Royal Rumble match that they've been that has been rumored. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're end up gonna they're gonna end up doing that though. I hope they do. I think that'd be awesome. I do too, but I just don't know exactly how 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 it would go over. I'm sure the fans will enjoy it, but I just don't know how it'll be booked in mm. terms of a match. I think it would be Asuka coming out at one and dominating everyone until it is over. Yeah. Now, real quickly, <laughs> I want to jump over to SmackDown because we have to talk about the Riot Squad comparatively because at this point, these two teams are the are, are identical. Yeah. Um, however, the Riot Squad has been treated or, or set up to look just the worst yeah. comparatively because we had we had them come backstage and then they were like arguing with Lana, uh, Tamina, and Carmella with Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. um, with Ru- with Ruby being the only one that sounded legitimate in, yeah. in her in her complaints with freaking. Uh, Sarah Logan sounding you, you need subtitles it feels like to hear her and then you have just these ridiculous it just it didn't it didn't sound good and then like when they f- had Tamina face off against Charlotte and they were outside the outside the audience they were outside at ringside it was just like you had Tamina and Sarah Logan going at it and they had to be separated yeah and it's like there wasn't there's not they don't look nearly as strong as they should be just because of the fact that you're building these people up as this faction that's coming over and redefining the women's division on SmackDown, just like what's happening on Raw. But they're not doing nearly as much as quickly as Absolution are. And since they're so legitimately identical, of course they're going to yeah. be compared, and of course they're going to be considered the lower team yeah. out of the two. With And I think a big problem with it is I don't, I don't think... I don't think Sarah Logan was ready for a call up to the main roster. I don't know if Liv Morgan was ready for a call up. My pro- yeah, like my- Ruby Riot even like I think Ruby Riot could do it, but I think the fact that she's with two people who aren't ready, it's bringing her down too. My thing with that is just the fact that Ruby and Liv were so comfortable in their babyface positions exactly. that they had in NXT. Yeah. But what was worse for what was more damaging, especially for Liv was just the fact that you never really saw her on NXT. Exactly, because now people see her, like, I, I could see the casual fan thinking she's just a Carmelo ripoff. Could. Like, she you, literally I, looks like, a, like a, just like a, you know what I mean? Like another version of Carmella. Yeah, and it's just, right. it's, it's, this was what I was afraid of, because when you bring so many women onto the roster to try to, like, switch things up and try to, like, widen your division... Some of these people are going to get left out of the shuffle if they're not given good stuff to work with, and if they're just 
if they're just bland. And that's what, like, they come off to me as. Sarah Logan comes off to me as incredibly stereotypical mm-hmm. and just boring. Yeah. Because I don't see why she could be considered a threat. Liv Morgan, while I love her to death. Yeah, I like Liv um, Because, yeah, I think is just coming off as bland because she's just that catty girl that you see on a lot of I've seen a lot of WWE characters. Like I like you could tell you could tell the casual fan that um that that this is Michelle McCool and then they wouldn't bat an eye, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> same it's the same character. Mm-hmm. But and Ruby Riot is great as well, but I feel like she should have she's not she doesn't have an, the ability to do good heel stuff when the people that she's carrying around aren't really ready, in okay. my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's just in it, and and with Paige and Sonya and Mandy yeah. doing decent, decent to good work on Raw, it just makes them look worse in comparison. Even if you put like, even if you would have just called up Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan and put them with with someone on the main roster and let them lead a stable, like if you would have put Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan and put them with. Carmella, or even if you put them with Natalia, like you could have had that heel faction, and there would have been that that person who's filling Paige's role as a wrestler who is over, who can help put them over. Because right now, why Absolution is working better than you know the Riot Squad is because they've got Paige, they've got that person who everyone is a fan of, and she brings them up. Mm -hmm. Whereas now you have Ruby Riot, who is the most like over person in that stable, and even she, you know. Uh, yeah. Like isn't over, so yeah, with the casual fans because not a lot of people watch NXT as they used to. Yeah, I felt I feel like that they should have formed this group in NXT. I agree, and then and had then had them come up. I, 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 I feel like having them come up on the exact same week and look so identical just hurts both teams no, in the in the long run. Worse, worse, more for Riot Squad than uh, Absolution because with Paige, Absolution will be doing fine. Well, Absolution went first. I feel like if I feel like whichever one debuted first would. Would have had that slight edge. even even if pay even if Absolution de- debuted second though just because Paige is part of it mm-hmm. would be is just the reason why it works more right mm-hmm. um again no disrespect to Ruby Riot because she is great but yeah. like and I'm and, rooting for yeah her. I, I'm, I'm rooting, rooting for all of them I am I want to see the women's division thrive with yeah. this ridiculous um, factions I, war that they're starting I just, up yeah I just think if they brought up if they brought up these these two staples like because I I'm I am on the the bandwagon of the women's Royal Rumble. I think they are doing it, and I think that's why they brought these all, all, all these people up. And if you're doing, and if you're doing that, so you can bring up these these women, like there are other ways you could do that than just putting two stables on the same week. Oh you yeah, you could have brought, you literally could have brought all three of these women up on SmackDown, literally individually, one after another for the next few weeks. Yeah, like Ruby Riot debuted. Oh hey, look it now it's now it's Liv Morgan. Yeah. Oh look Sarah Logan. Like you could have brought these people up, yeah. kept them up, and had them do their own things. Instead, and even if and then you, yeah, and then during the rumble, then they could team up. Yeah, and like even if you brought those three people up, had them win, had them go over against you know like Lana and like Tamina and like you know people like that, and then you could have the welcoming community be like, we're losing our spot to these people, and then have them team up that way. It looks like it is naturally formed instead of hey, look at this. Yeah, it's the stable that we formed. <clears throat> yeah, like, no, you're yeah, you're completely right in that. Mm-hmm. Um, back on Monday Night Raw, we had two back to back. Backstage segments, one with Elias Sampson coming to Kurt Angle saying he wanted another shot at the Intercontinental Championship, wearing a Chris Stapleton shirt. May I add, um, <laughs> that is that is an interesting thing because like 
I enjoy. I think I think Chris Stapleton's an incredible artist. So I thought it was kind of funny just seeing him wear that shirt, um, especially since my neighbors are neighbors are obsessed with him. Would you have popped harder if it was an Ed Sheeran T-shirt? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Yes, I would. Yo, now you've got me started. All right, now you've got me started on this stuff. Excuse pro wrestling for a second, but Ed Sheeran has been announced to be on Eminem's new album. Oh my god! Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. You can't no oh my god. I mean, yeah, look look what you've done right now. Do you see what you've done? Well, let's, let's I can't control in. myself with this stuff. Like, I can't. Because Ed Sheeran <laughs> listened to Eminem when he was a kid, and that uh, he had a stutter as a kid, and he learned the Marshall Mathers LP and he got rid of the stutter, and now he's on a song with him. I'm so overly happy. Okay, back to pro wrestling. <laughs> You can't do that. You can't just casually. I'm, so, I'm sorry, everyone. You don't, under, you don't understand. <laughs> I, 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 I opened a can that we need to close. <laughs> we will touch on this Yeah, the Ed Sheeran podcast coming soon. Dude, I'll start that right now. I'm going to see him live right now to talk about that. But, yeah, so Elias Samson ends up coming out, and he's like, he wanted another shot at the Intercontinental Champion. It wasn't given to him, so he's just like, okay, I'm doing a show, though, so fuck you. Um <laughs> Then we had Enzo Mori hyping up his Zotrain for this second fatal four-way to determine his opponent. This is my second favorite angle of the show. Oh, God, no. I, I, I no, wait, it. let's see where it co- Let's see if it's what I think you think. Because Nia Jax yep. shows up st- smiling ever so creepily at Enzo Mori and yep. then just goes, how you doing? Y'all loved it. No! Listen, I love this. I love this whole thing. And here's why. You know? Um, everyone's seeing Nia Jax getting demoted to 205 Live, where I don't see it that way. You look at what's going on with the women's roster right now, there's just no room for Nia. And I think giving, and at least they're not just keeping her in the back doing nothing. They're letting her do something, even if it's a funny thing with Enzo. I think this is going to be a really funny storyline, and I would love it if it gives if if it lengthens Enzo's cruiserweight title run because he's got Nia Jax. How funny would it be if he's going against these cruiserweights and and Enzo Amore like just uses Nia to like bully the cruiserweights. I'm about That to would be, be so funny. I'm about to sick the IWC on you right now because this that I don't agree with you I think, at all. I think it's a great idea. I think I think it's like a it's like a heel version of Glamorello with Santino and Beth. Um only better. Like can you imagine if he's like, I got my I got the two most beautiful prizes in the WWE. My cruiserweight title and Nia Jax. How you doing? Like they call themselves the realest couple in the room. <laughs> uh-uh. I am so on board with this idea. I love it. I think Nia Jax needs to get out of this. I right think now. she needs to get I all think, in. I think that Nia Jax, um, for Monday Night Raw, um, Cause she, I feel like she should have had the Raw Women's Champion at this championship at this point. See, I, I think the women, I think the Raw Women's roster is too stacked. It I is. Think, I, think I agree. She goes yeah. To SmackDown has the title like within the first week. Yeah. But here on the Raw one, it's too stacked, and there's not enough spots for her. Whereas here, you're you are t you are with a the current cruiserweight champion who is the face of his own brand who gets ratings and he's over. And I think. I think it's good for her. See, this is what I think would would be the best thing for Nia is that if they did a triple threat match for the Royal Women's title, Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks. Because when you look at that, because like they've they've built it on Total Divas too, so you could use that as a storyline too if you fe- if you ever so need so. But these two are friends. Um, now I granted they fell out a while ago, but they could just completely retcon that and be like, no, they're friends because Total Divas. I mean, they they, um, they did that literally. They weren't friends, and then the next week they were friends again. Exactly. So there we go. We've already retconned that. 
So you have them compete in a triple threat matchup, and you have Alexa Bliss. Um, you have Alexa Bliss um, get hit with uh, with like a bank statement or something like that, um, and then um, quickly um, Nia Jax drops a leg accidentally on Alexa, and then she picks up the pin and she wins the Raw Women's Championship with help from Sasha Banks because she used the bank statement. And then you could have a storyline between that because then you could have these, like, I thought you were my best friend, but you stole that title from me. Or you could have Nia, Nia pin Sasha Banks um, after, like, the bliss, the bliss, like, after Twisted Bliss. Like, she hits Twisted Bliss, and then Nia runs in, drops a leg, and then, like, gets the pin on Sasha. And then Alexa's just like, what? <laughs> what? And then and then Nia's Roman's champion. And then you have that storyline. That would be the best thing for Nia. Having her be... Uh, having her go for the boy toy that is Enzo Amore. He's the realest guy in the room. I don't give a damn. <laughs> like a, this a, is the he's a certified G and a bona fide stud. I kill it with fire. You can't teach that. They kill yeah, just kill it with fire. I, and then I I feel like the last thing we need with Enzo Amore is a relationship oh, thing. Because the last awesome. time the last time that Enzo tried to do something with another woman on the roster was trying to sleep with uh, Rusev's wife. I feel like we bring that up every episode. I feel like we do. Yeah, but like. He tried to sleep with another man's wife. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, but but listen. All right, listen. All right. He he didn't, and that's the important thing. And it doesn't matter. He tried. I think it's I, the thought that counts. I am all for this angle. I love it. This was my second favorite. This was this was my second favorite part of the show. If I'm being honest with you. Now, do you just want Sister Abigail to be in there and then haunt the couple? I, you know, what? I think Sister Abigail is gonna have his hands full uh, with some with another angle, uh, possibly soon. But yeah, then there was the, the Fatal Four Way Cruiserweight: Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, Tony Nice, and Drew Gulak. Um, there was a nice spot where uh, Tony Nice was about to do a do a dive, and then Drew was like, "No, no, 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 no diving, no high flying." Drew Gulak. That was a great spot. There was a great superplex powerbomb. The crowd was really getting into this matchup. And I'm like, wow, even despite the stupid situations that these guys are given, they're still able to put on incredible matches that the crowd is getting into. Did you hear that they they're, uh, they opened up a, a, in January, I think, this month? They're doing like a three-day tour? I did see that, yes. Yeah. I think that's really cool for them because they need more exposure than they're getting. Yeah. Um, there was a great, um, I can't remember the name of the move, but, like, Sin Cara Original used to do that as his finishing move, where, like, he's, where Mustafa Ali springboard onto the top rope and then did, like, a backflip with, uh, Mustafa Ali, not with, with, to Cedric Alexander. I can't remember. I thought I heard it was, like, a springboard Spanish flyer, I think it was called, but it was, like, it was so gift-worthy because he just jumps over and it's just, woof, right over the, and that was awesome. The crowd starts chanting, this is awesome. Drew Gulak steals the victory. So next week, it's Drew Gulak versus Rich Swan. Uh, next week on Raw to determine the number one contender for the Cruiserweight title. Now, I'm completely good with Drew. I think it's great that Drew is getting this position. I feel like Rich Swan should not be there. I feel like oh, this man. spot should have absolutely gone to Cedric. So have Cedric in the first match and have him win, and then like just have those two swap matches so mm -hmm. that way Drew still gets the win and then Cedric gets the win. Because I, this is just my personal opinion. I think uh, Rich Swan is boring. Oh man! Um, in terms, fake. in terms of, in terms of his character, the wrestling, wrestling ability he's got like like no other. But we've seen this done before, and I don't think 
it, I think you need to give a spotlight to a guy who needs it, mm-hmm. which is which is Cedric to me. I I agree. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's just it's just like I'm f- I'm fine with Rich, and if this leads to Drew, I, I, it's not going to. But if no. this leads to Drew, if it were to lead to Drew getting the title match, then it would be fine. But that's not what's going to happen. No, I see. I would love it if 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 it leads to Enzo Amore with his buddy Drew Gulak and his. And his Bay Nia Jax, mm-hmm. like, and they start their own little trio. I would love that. It's just like I, yeah, no, <laughs> just no. Um, I just don't understand. Like, I just don't understand why we haven't pulled the trigger with Cedric because I feel like out of everybody on the main roster, he's the guy that you can get the fans the most behind because he's one of the most athletic. He's got an incredible move set that the fans can pop for. He's incredibly likable. He's got a great like. I mean, like. I, I consider him to be the better version of, of Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is the guy that you want to do the most with. And, I mean, if anything shows, like, look at the CWC. He gets eliminated, and the crowd sh- – I keep saying this. The crowd was chanting for you to sign him, mm-hmm. and you did, and you haven't done anything with him. Yeah, so no, I, I agree. I think Cedric, you know – and who knows? You know, maybe, maybe they're waiting for a bigger show than whatever they book him. I mean, I feel like they're going to do – you know, whoever wins this match between Swan, they'll probably do Swan and Enzo. I would like to think probably they'll probably do it at Royal Rumble, but probably will be like a rematch or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're waiting to pull the trigger on Cedric during like a bigger show. Who knows? I hope so because I feel like he's the guy that you should put the cruiserweight Maybe championship they'll have on. Cedric next. win it during the uh, when they tour. I hope so because that would be one that'd be really cool for the tour and one that yeah. would be awesome for Cedric. Mm-hmm. Um, after that match, we had. Uh, Elias Samson come out and um, oh yeah, because Kurt Angle said you can have a match tonight, but it's a it's an opponent of my choosing. Mm-hmm. And he and Elias starts his song and it's Braun Strowman. Braun. Yep. And Elias tries to walk away, but then like while he's celebrating in the ring, like I scared him away, he tries to attack him and it fails. Elias ends up trying to hit Braun with the guitar and he no no sells it and then. Kane ends up sending a message to Braun that I quite honestly tuned out of. I was just like, all I was like, only one monster emerged was all I really heard. And I was just like, that's all I really care about. Um, So again, another small seed planted for this storyline. Storyline reasons, though, this makes Kurt Angle look like a massive asshole of a boss. It's like, you want a match? Fine. Here's Braun Strowman. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a heel, so I mean, I understand that, but like, I feel like I feel like I feel he like- made he was making a legitimate complaint. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, I wanted a rematch for my for the Intercontinental Championship, but you gave it to your son. Yeah, it's like it's like I, there's legitimate arguments to that, and Kurt Angle's like, "Fuck you, here's Braun Strowman." I think it's more, I, I think I think it plays more along the lines of you are the third person to like demand something from me today, so you know what I'm said like, you know, what I mean that's that's how I no I gr- I agree yeah, but like it's just like. Poor Elias. Right. Like, yeah. I just I just feel bad for him. But yeah. I'd love to see him as the Intercontinental Champion. So would I. I awesome. just I would love to see him with any title. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if I have to choose between Elias or Samoa Joe, I will pick Samoa Joe. But I, I almost wish they had like a belt that was lower than the eye. Like I wish they had like a like the European title or like something. Like, you know what I mean? One one of those belts that the lower mid guys card guys could have. Like, can you imagine if they brought back the hardcore championship and just Elias? Oh had my it, gosh. And he called himself the heavy metals. Like he made himself a heavy metal guy. Like that'd be oh awesome. Oh god. Like I there was a there was a small thought that I had with that with this with Elias, and that was Elias is one of those characters who you could do like a somewhat of a Damien Mizdow style thing where like he gets another person with him who's musically inclined. 
mm-hmm. um, as his opening act. Yeah. Well, but the opening out. act ends up outshining him in terms of talent on talent in terms of singing mm-hmm. and in terms of uh, guitar work. Um, to the point where those guys start feuding. Now, granted, I don't know exactly who's who, considered a, who who you would get as a as a singer that could be. Like the only guy I can think of is you know how I I think I said on an earlier podcast how if they ever do a superstar shakeup, I think him and Aiden English would be a really good team. Yeah, yeah, that's the only that I can. Think that's of. The, yeah, that's the only real singing gimmick. But that, I don't know how over Aiden English could get. You know what I mean? I, th- I feel like he's as over as he possibly can yeah, be too. with what he's doing exactly, with Rusev. Exactly. And I don't think that there's any reason why you should split those no, two up. No. Um. Hell, throw me in it. I don't give a damn. <laughs> give me, give me the spotlight to sing on Raw. It'd be cool if they put like, if he's just like, you know, I tried to, uh, I come out here every week and I perform. Clearly, I'm not getting it done. I need to form a, I need to form a band. And it'd be yeah. cool if they put him with Heath Slater. That would be kind of funny, honestly. Yeah. But I just, I don't think that's the right move for him. But it was a fun idea that I thought of. No, I, I, I like that idea actually. I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they won't do it because it won't, I, yeah, but, but like, I like the idea. we can dream. Yeah. Um. Then there was Oscar. Killing Alicia Fox. Yep. Um, Raw women captain. Yep. I I just have to I just have to ask why does everyone who goes to die to Oscar cut one of those garbage promos that they show backstage where like while their entrance is going on first there was two from Dana Brooke and then there was one with Osk with Alicia Fox. I think it's just to give them a leg. I, I guess, but there's really no reason why to. I I feel like what should happen is just like. Kurt Angle's trying to find opponents for Asuka, mm-hmm. but like Fox is walking out there like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be here. And then mm-hmm. she's like, just like, hey, hey, we can, we can, we can, we can calmly resolve this. And then Asuka <laughs> just kills her. her. Yeah, I feel like that would be better instead of them just like happily walking out to their die to their yeah, death. Yeah, that's the thing. I do, I do kind of wish they were like they would come out and be like, I'm about to die. Like yeah. I kind of wish they would come out, and maybe not be. Terrified, yeah, but just but be definitely like, not skip to the ring. Like I can't wait to get destroyed by Oscar. But then again, you're, you're the excuse could be made that Alicia Fox is crazy. So yeah, maybe she's just like I can beat her because I'm a team captain. Well, it also makes sense that like you know this is the main roster, so everyone is confident. But like I don't know, I wouldn't book it that way. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Yeah. But Absolution ends up coming out after Oscar beats Alicia. Um, Oscar again walks away with no move made by Absolution. Fox still in the ring. Paige comes in to talk to her and like listen like listen you you were the one of the only people who liked me a year ago she's my best friend and I love you but I don't think Sonya and Mandy feel the right way and oh, Sonya and Mandy beat up Alicia Fox and then just completely leave her helpless in the ring see this is how you book a, fa- a woman faction like that and they do it they do it well because Paige is charismatic and she's good on the mic yep. um and she's got the backup that like that like helps her out because like well Sonya Deville is just like is is your way, is your muscle for mm-hmm. that for a yeah. faction like that yeah um but I just feel it just makes it just I I just can't help but feel bad for the Riot Squad because they're not being treated nearly as Me bad too. well and, and who knows you know maybe I mean it's still early to see there's still plenty of time for them to turn it around but I agree as of right now if we're if we're judging it based on what we've seen so far Absolution is mm-hmm. head and shoulders better and then. Real quickly, the USA Network announced that next week for next week is WWE Holiday Week, where we get Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, the network television debut of NXT. That's cool. I actually really yeah. How did I miss that? Yeah, they 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 aired commercials constantly. On the Hulu version, maybe no, not on the Hulu version. That's that's what I watched. Okay, so I must have. So yeah, wow. Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live at their normal times. 
Uh, 7, 7, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday is NXT. And that's going to be a, a thing from here on out? I don't think it's from here on out. I think it's just a one-time special thing oh, to, man. like... I wish... I think it would be better. I don't think they're going to do that, though. But I think it would be a good thing oh, for man, NXT. Awesome. Yeah, I think it would be great to have them on network television. Me too. I think that it, a lot more people would watch because, like, it's just on TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, NXT is a, is, is a huge selling point for getting the network, is you can watch NXT. Of course, yeah. And but, if, like, you can still you can still have the exactly, takeover events exactly, be by exactly, the network. Exactly. So, like... Because, like, that's the thing. It's just, like, you get a lot of people who don't end up watching NXT. Mm-hmm. And you still have and 205 you, Live. Yeah, well, yeah, and you still have 205 Live. But, like, you get a lot of people who don't watch the NXT tapings, but then will watch TakeOver yeah. and then just mm-hmm. get the understanding yeah. of it. Um, like, I get so far behind on NXT. Like, I feel like having it on the on television would be much easier. I, I go through I go through moments where I watch it every week and I'm, like, <laughs> on top of it. And then I go through moments where I don't watch it for months at a time. Watch yeah. it take over and get, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So, I, th- I think, I feel like the last time I actually kept up with NXT, like, legitimately was when um, I was going to take over Brooklyn right. 3. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to make sure I watch this so I know who the hell everyone is. Yeah. See, for me, it's more like, I don't know. To me, it really depends on like who is part of it. Like back when Shinsuke was champ, I watched all the time. Yeah, uh, and then once, and then from there, I've kind of, kind of. Well, it's just because the main guys who got you into it have now already made exactly. it to the main roster. Like, watched what like when Sami Zayn and Finn Balor were all there, I watched all the time. No, yeah, but, like, I would like to see because uh, then you could still have you could still the next night have them show up on the network on demand. Yeah, so there's no reason why it. They and can't keep it. I feel like, yeah, I, that's what WWE needs to talk to USA about because I feel like USA would love to have more WWE on their television yeah, it's since not it's like their WWE highest. It's not like get... USA does ha- have has any other shows. Like, I don't know. I don't see Chris Lee knows best <laughs> uh, out outperforming WWE in ratings. I can't even tell you shows mm-hmm. are still on and then, USA. Yeah. I haven't had cable in so long. Exactly. And then finally, um, on Thursday, wrapping up the week, is the 15th annual Tribute to the Troops. Um, which was announced too that MGK will be performing there. Oh man, Machine Gun Kelly. Yes, I like uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Yep. Um, I'm hoping Kevin's there so he can power bomb him off the stage again. <laughs> but this awesome. time they're on like a. There, it looks like from the po- pictures that I've seen them post since it's pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they're on a. Um, they're on a. Oh, what the hell is it called? Like an aircraft carrier, I think yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're on one of those. So maybe Machine Gun Kelly can just get power bombed overboard. Yeah, I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I enjoy tribute to the troops. I feel like it's a show that WWE always does a really good. I job think it's with. a good tradition. Um, it is. I mean, yeah, it's a good tradition. I like it. I mean, it's it's tribute to the troops. It's a fun show. You mm-hmm. know, you're not gonna see any riveting. You're not gonna see a match of the year on it. You're, of course you know, not. You, it's you, not. It's not there for that. Though. But exactly. But it's it's good for what it does. And I mm-hmm. and and it's the only holiday esque thing they do that I look that I am okay with. I don't know. That gift-worthy moment of John Cena pulling out a chair from a present was pretty funny. (laughs) Thanks, Santa, for the steel chair. Yeah. um, But afterwards, we had Finn Balor versus Bo Dallas. A man who isn't over. Nope. And I just looked at this, and I was like, are you serious right now? (laughs) We have to give Bo Dallas to Finn in order for him to get a win on Monday Night Raw. I'm like... Couldn't it have, I was like, get, like, have Curtis Axel wrestle, because at least you have some actual, like, 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 legitimate, like, this guy has won a title in WWE. Bo Dallas is a former NXT champion. Yeah, but is, what main title has he won? I mean, none. Exactly. I mean, Curtis Axel is a former Intercontinental champion. Two former NXT champions squaring off. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just like. I like Bo Dallas more. (laughs) No, I like Curtis Axel more. I like Curtis Axel way more. 
But Finn Balor finally gets a win on Raw with no shenanigans. And it's just like, I mean, like, it, it just hurts seeing what happens to him. And I just want to see something turn around. But, and it, it's, I mean, with the Miz, with the Miz going to go record the 500th Marine movie, like, you know, why least, is Becky Lynch getting wrapped up in that stupid movie, they too? Bring in like I'm just so, I'm like, you don't need this, however, Becky. However, we have the Miz Taraj because of the last one. So I'm okay with it. Understandable. But, yes. like, but what, but I don't know. It's, it makes you like, because now they don't have anything to do, like Miz and like, or Bo Dallas and oh, Axel. Yeah. And I want them on TV. I want everyone on TV. So I guess at least them having a match with Bo or with Finn, like, gives them exposure and gives Finn a win. Um, because apparently he needs wins. I don't think he does. I think he's fine. But apparently he needs wins to get himself over. Yeah. So. But that's not. But getting past that immediately, we yeah. get to the main thing about this Monday this Night was Raw. The best thing that happened in the whole show. Matt Hardy's awakening. Oh God. Um. Awesome. So Bray Wyatt starts starts doing his normal promo. It's like like Matt Hardy isn't who you think he is. And then we cut. And then the screen jitters a little bit. And we cut. To Matt Hardy, broken or woken, oh, it God, doesn't matter. It. Full getup, full craziness, <sighs> British accent and all. Yeah, made me realize how much I missed broken Matt Hardy. It it really like, did. It really makes me want. Like I was like, oh, I missed you so much. Like that was my fa- that I watched consistently. I watched TNA consistently every single week when Matt was on it being broken. Did not miss an episode. As soon as he, as soon as he was off TV, haven't watched a single episode. See, I, 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 I just never, I've never watched TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch the final deletion. I've watched, when, yeah. I've so I'm, and again, I was one of those people when I first saw it. I thought it was the dumbest thing, ever created. Mm-hmm. I thought, what the hell are they doing to the Hardy Boys, brother Nero? What the fuck is that? <laughs> but I don't know what moment turned it over for me. Maybe it was the moment when Matt Hardy just. Took Jack the Jobber over the railing and then bit his ear off. Yeah. Um. Or maybe it was like I remember. Uh, 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 I can't. I remember Damian Sandow did something with Matt too. I don't remember what exactly it was. Um. But like they were just shouting back and forth at each mm-hmm. other and it was yeah. hysterical. Um. I don't know what turned it over for me, but I thought it was incredible. And then when I saw when they first came to WWE. When they came back, I was like, I, we were just all waiting for it, and mm-hmm. like the pay, the wait finally yeah. paid off. I I I don't want to say Jeff being injured was like a blessing in disguise, because like I don't want Jeff to get hurt. I love, I mean, like you don't want to see ever, especially someone like Jeff Hardy. Like me personally, I'm not the biggest Jeff Hardy fan. I've I've always preferred Matt. Um, but Jeff Hardy's popular. He's over. He's a good wrestler, and I don't ever want to see somebody like that caliber get hurt and miss WrestleMania. But at the same time. It got us woken, Matt. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. Even that's... though Jeff Hardy's quite broken right now, I think Matt Hardy being woken is incredible. That's the thing too, and I, see, I'm I'm basically with a majority of the fans. When before Matt was broken, like Jeff was the guy, mm-hmm. like Jeff was the oh, main Hardy. That's how, and I will admit that Jeff's always been the the more popular one. I'm just, you know me. I always, you I'm go, just a mark, and you, I like the guy who's less popular. Because you, you're I'm the stubborn. dirty mark who goes against the grain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like this was just a, just a great segment. It awesome. was, and like granted, looking at it, I didn't know exactly if they were communicating to each other or what, or if they were just talking and then like disrupting each other's feeds. And at the same time, it but didn't I matter. did. It didn't matter. 
because he says, I have been woken, and and Bray Wyatt, you've left me no choice. I sentence you to deletion. It was great. And when they when they traded traded laughs, I burst it. Burst so it. I I burst it out laughing. Oh, it was hysterical. He's just like you got Bray with this like <laughs> just like normal laugh, and then just Matt coming to like oh. I want to see. I really want to see a final deletion esque movie to the caliber that WWE I'm could put out. Sh- I'm sure they I mean we've seen that they that they do have the ability to do that cuz they did the, they did that, they did that one one with, one new, with day. new day at in yeah. Det- I was there for that show yeah. when that happened but like I think I think they could the, ma- the, I think this could be this feud I I talked very highly of Sister Abigail versus Demon Finn Sister Abigail versus Woken Matt Hardy I am all about. See, at this at this point, I'd feel like you don't even need Sister Abigail. I mean, you can you can include him if you want. If you want, Woken Matt Hardy is going to carry this they feud. Should do, they should do Woken Matt versus regular Bray. Have Woken Matt go over, and then have Bray be like, right, "I'm gonna," uh, I, and then have him like then channel Abigail, and that's when you do the giant movie at Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Or if you need to drag this out to Mania, I'm all I'm all about it. But See, I don't. I, yeah, awesome. I don't think you should have. I think Matt needs to wrestle in an actual match at Mania. Mm-hmm. So I'd be fine with him doing it at like the next Raw. Pa- excuse me, Raw <laughs> pay per view. Um, but he needs to have an actual match. But yeah, this is my favorite thing on Monday Night Raw, yep, and I like, can't wait. legitimately, like, I mean, there were some good things on Raw, and continuing on to the main event was Rollins and Ambrose versus the Bar for the Raw Tag Team but Championships. Five thousandth time. Yep, and um, Fight forever. There was a botch in this match where Seth like kind of fell on top of Sheamus on the apron, like he like dodged a kick and then just kind of just jumped on his back and fell on him. Um, but Sheamus ends up stomping repeatedly on Seth Rollins and gets a DQ. Um, but Kurt Angle's like, no, this isn't going to happen. This match is restarted and it's no disqualification. Um, Samoa Joe comes out and attacks Seth and Dean. Um, Roman Reigns then comes out briskly and then chases Joe away. Um, and for once, Roman Reigns actually helps his brothers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, bro, kick, bro kicked the Dean Ambrose, even though I don't think he was the legal man. And the Bar retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. God, I'm so sick of seeing the Bar feud with them. Like, it, it, it hurts them, too, because, like, we're, the Shield are never... Like, yes, right now, the Bar is winning. But if the, in the long-term booking... The bar never beats the shield. Nope. Like they win all these battles, but they will not win the war. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm would you so, say the Great War? Yeah, the Great War. <laughs> I'm so sick of seeing this, and it sucks that there's no other, there's no other group that you could have feud with either of them. I'm, I'm begging for the, for the revival to just get the revival, healed. Revival, or I'm begging for the Balor Club. Yeah, for the Balor for the Good Club Brothers versus yeah, the, the Shield. Good- yeah, I'll even take Balor Club. Ver- I'll even take Gallows and Anderson with Finn versus the Bar. I'll take it. Like, yeah, give us something new. Mm-hmm. I'm so ready. I feel like the moment we need to start. Cha- we need the Good Brothers to become babyface mm-hmm. because I we know how good they can be because yeah. we know how charismatic and great both Gallows and Anderson are. So you don't need heel ba- heel tag teams anymore like it's like there's no it's not like you have another one to go up against it yeah. and they're not doing anything yeah. so i feel like just remove remove that and just do something different with your tag division because mm-hmm. it's become so stale it's unbelievable yeah. like like i'm i'm genuinely like 
And I try to stay positive about most things, but I only care about Broken Matt or Woken Matt on on Monday Night Raw because there's nothing else that like legitimately the, enthralls me to keep watching. The seeds for the, the seeds for the Jason Jordan heel turn like and in, like interests me. Um, but besides that, and and Absolution, seeing what they're gonna do. But besides those two small things. I, I, the broken, woken Matt will bring me back to watch what happens. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, too, with um, with what's happening with um, Jason Jordan. I'm only going to care when it happens, because mm-hmm. at this point, like, it's just a slog mm-hmm. where it's just, like, we're waiting for it. Just do it already. Yeah. And t- until then, we constantly just hear, like, Dad, yeah. please. And to be honest, I And really when that's think- being portrayed as a baby face, it's even yeah. more infuriating. Well, I really think I really think if they're going to wait till Royal Rumble, which now that I now that we think about it, it's probably the better move, I would be okay with him becoming more of a whiny kind of brat character and start demanding things. Um, because that'll just give us more of a reason to to boo him, and it'll give more steam to the story. And then just have him like look around at the fans, like, "Why are you booing yeah. me? I'm Kurt Angle's son." It's like, like don't you know who I am? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have the seeds be planted. Like he's not officially heel, but yeah. he's basically heel. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, then I'm I'm fine with that. And again, Absolution, I think they're gonna do great stuff. Um, it needs to lead to Paige getting a shot for the title, but like as as long as it leads to that, then I'm fine with that. But like everything else, just. No. I, I really think it's going to lead to Paige getting the title probably at Rumble and then having Paige defend against Asuka at Mania is what I is my personal prediction of what I think is going to happen. I think that would most likely happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving to SmackDown Live this week, which was just as bad. Eh, yeah. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out, say it's the Sami and Kevin show or the Kevin and Sami show, depending on whatever you prefer. Um so Sammy does a nice thing where he's just like, this is the ring. This is ringside. And once you pass the ramp, this is a completely different area. Like, that was great. He did a really good job. Um, RKO to Kevin Owens out of nowhere from behind. Then Shane McMahon comes out. And then Sammy Zayn, they're like, Sammy Zayn's between, stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm like, no, Sammy Zayn's stuck between a wrestler and an old man. <laughs> I'm like, there's one is clearly better than the other. I'm like, Sammy, you could haluva kick Shane McMahon right now and then just walk and out of here. just run away. It does not matter, yeah. So Sammy Zayn, So they determined that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will face Randy Orton and a partner of his choosing at Clash of Champions. But tonight we get Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton with Kevin Owens handcuffed at ringside. <laughs> like. Because that makes sense. Uh-huh. Because this isn't an abuse of power at all. And, well, I, well, I mean, you would think, you know, at least it's going to lead to Sami Zayn getting over on Randy Orton. You would think so, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, we'll not know about that. But first, let's talk about Aiden English and Rusev. Oh, that's there, part of the show. There is a Rusev Day t-shirt. Yeah. And and it's coming in the mail. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, like, that that shirt will make no sense wearing that in public, but I don't care. Uh, it is currently on its way to my house. Oh, do you have it but uh, already? It is on its way to my That's house. That's amazing. I'm hoping to wear it for next week. Uh-huh. I'm hoping to get some good some good old Christmas money and then put it towards that because yep. that is amazing. Um so they start there's a Rusev Day chant and it's prevalent. Like it is very much I'm like I'm so happy that they're doing so I well. am too. Like it is like do I do I want to see Rusev in better feuds? Absolutely. I'm a believer that I think Rusev could be your top heel because at one point he was. Mm-hmm. Like he came out of a freaking tank. 
And everyone talks about that. And it's right. He's a great wrestler. Great heel. He could be the man. However, I am so happy. And I love this angle. I love this entire team. I love, yeah. I, I love, want them to win. I love the fact that this just came from out a ridiculous. Yeah, out of nowhere. It, like, I, like, just Aiden English, like, singing It's Rusev Day. And that. Just yeah. blew up. And then there's just the, I think the best part was like Aiden English comes in and then just like starts talking to Shane and, or Daniel Bryan. And then Rusev's just like, it's Rusev Day! Yeah, and I love, and I, even for the Aiden English, like it's great. It's, it's incredible for like, English. If you, I, when, when Simon Gotch asked for his release and Aiden English was a singles guy, I was like, he will be released within the next few yeah. months. Like he, I was like, he will, he is either going to be a guy that I bring out to put people over and we'll never see him. Or he will be released. And for a while, he was the guy who put people over. Yeah, except for Sami Zayn. Except for Sami Zayn. He beat Sami Zayn, like, what, three times? Yeah, like two times in a row. (laughs) Yeah. And both of them were clean. Yeah. It was bullshit. (laughs) But no, I'm happy. I'm all about this entire team. I am too. And they did a nice little 12 days of Rusev, uh, uh, which was very funny. And um, Corey Graves, we discovered, can't count because they were like, I'm on the third day of Rusev, and he didn't finish it. And he's like, I want the other. We still had nine days left. I'm like, he never finished three. We had ten. <laughs> I'm like, do I need to bring Ty Dellinger out for you so you know what ten is? Because obviously you don't know. Just- yeah, I just want him to just fit, just. That would be amazing if he just came out and like just heard Corey Graves and like Corey Graves like, what do you want? And he just goes ten, and then just walks back. I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh, okay, okay. But the new day come out with pancakes galore. Like I, I, I love this random thing too. It, like, it's like they haven't even made a shirt about it. Like it's just like, hey, we have pancakes. I wish they call them. I, hope, I want. I want them to call them booty cakes. I don't know, but yeah, we had a match between New Day and Aiden English. Aiden English ends up going over, which is incredible. And then the match for Night of Champions is determined to be the New Day. Versus Benjamin and Gable versus the Usos versus Aiden English and Rusev. Come on, Rusev and a fatal in a in a fatal four way tag team match for the for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Now, originally when I thought thought this this was supposed to be Benjamin and Gable versus the Usos, it didn't make sense to me that they lost to the New Day last week. Yeah. But now that I know that it's a multiple tag thing, then it it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I'm just. Rusev and English, like they have to see this right now and be like, let's go full throttle with these guys. I feel like if they didn't pull the trigger on the fashion police, they won't pull the trigger on this. Yeah. But I am so hoping I'm wrong. I am too. And that's the thing. I'm also so hoping Benjamin and Gable do not win. Oh, yeah. But that's only because I don't want to see either of them teaming together. I want them both to be singles. Yeah. I want Shelton Benjamin to be doing something else. Chad Gable, great young guy. Don't really care about, like, I care about him, but he's young. He's still got time. Shelton Benjamin will not be here forever, and I want Shelton Benjamin to do something good. Like, yeah, I want him to like a singles title. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want Shelton Benjamin Baron Corbin levels of, like, well, that's what I want. I agree. I think that would be better for him in, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, But I actually do see Benjamin Gable possibly coming out on top with this just because they've been around for a while and they mm-hmm. haven't gotten the titles yet. I don't see New Day or Usos winning this because we've seen it already. It's got to be either Rusev and English or Benjamin and Gable to me because I feel like we need something new in terms of the tag divisions to make sure because especially with the development of Rusev and English Mm because like you made a T-shirt, you understand that this is somewhat that this is somewhat over, and when the T-shirt sales come in and you realize how over these guys are, you need to pull the trigger. Yeah, but I also think. But I also think with Rusev and get like in, in English, you could have English taking the pin to like give Gable and Benjamin a tag title run, and then you could just put you, you could continue to just develop them as a team. I agree. They're still kind of fresh, and 
And they're they are they are those people that even though they're not like super like they're not high up the card, they are liked by fans and can take losses and still be over. Of course, yeah. So because the fans are always going to be behind them. Yeah. But then we had a promo from Mojo Raleigh explaining his actions by uh, for attacking Zack Ryder. I didn't give a crap about this at all. See, this I actually thought I thought this was a strong promo for for I Mojo. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I thought it was a strong promo. I like the fact, I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. It was like, Rob Gronkowski won't talk to me anymore. I'm like, who cares? I saw his bright yellow shirt and then, like, lost interest. I was like, oh, you look dumb. I feel like in terms of a heel of a heel promo, um, I feel like I like it made sense to me. Because he was like, I won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, um, I won, and I was like, everything was starting to look up for me. I was starting to really get some momentum. And then Zach comes back, and I'm stuck with him. And then, like, he wanted to cut the dead weight. It made sense, and yes. I thought, I thought it was a good, strong heel I, promo. I, I and when Zach and when Zach Ryder comes out and says, "You only won that battle royal because of your friend Rob," and then, like, then you have that, and like, there's there's good abilities for these two yes. to be a good feud and Zach a good rivalry. Ryder a program, and I'm it all does. about it. It absolutely does, and I think these guys can do really well. And yes. I hope that there's a match set up for them at. Uh, Clash of Champions, or that'll probably be a pre-show match. Yeah, yeah, they'll probably get it. I don't see. Here's the thing: it it can't, it shouldn't be a pre-show match. I feel like, um, or just not have the match and have them like build up to it for Royal Rumble Uh because you want if you want to keep building this, this is fine. But like, I feel like don't blow your load with this feud. You can take this for a little. One of them is going to eliminate the other one at the Rumble, right? Something like I feel like that's got to be one of them. Especially, I feel like it's gonna be one of those things where like. One of them is going to ha- it's yeah. going to look like like Mojo. Like, God, yeah, they're on a roll, and then one of them is going to roll. Like Mo, yeah, like Mojo gets the win at, at Clash of Champions, but yeah. at the Royal Rumble, Zack Ryder eliminates Mojo Rawley. Yeah, I feel like that's most likely yeah. what we can see and happening. Boom, and then give them a WrestleMania match. Yep. But then there was the Bludgeon Brothers basic squash match. I didn't even remember who their opponents were. They were jobbers. Yeah, they were jobbers. But also, I think they also have a good stake at being. I think whoever wins this match for at Clash of Champions. Is going to be the is just going to be the filler champ for the Bludgeon Brothers. See, I would not like that at all. I think the Bludgeon Brothers will be the tag champs, and I think I think I don't know. Like I said, I, any one of these four teams are whichever one wins will probably hold the belts until a probably Royal Rumble, and then the Bludgeon Brothers will have them at Rumble. Yeah, after Rumble. I don't know, but then we had Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode. Um, this is just a small complaint um, on my part, but you know how like. Raw and SmackDown's Titantrons are just vaguely different mm-hmm. with Raw having the like the wide one and SmackDown having like the weird cubed cubed esque one. Yeah. They need to get rid of that cubed one. <laughs> because I don't like seeing Bobby Roode's entrance and then it's just ood because you're the R yeah, and the D uh-huh. are on the side. Yeah. Get rid of that. Like ooh. Yeah, just get or Lorious. <laughs> it's like just get rid of that because it looks terrible. Dolph Ziggler at commentary. Um because we determined that it's a triple threat match between Baron Corbin, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler for the United States Championship. Dolph Ziggler uh, runs into the match, zigzagged to both Bobby and Corbin, and yeah, so it's just, that was a thing. And I'm not, like, it's just, I feel bad for what's going on with the U.S. Championship because it's just not interesting. Well, I think a big problem is, too, is I, I really, I think Baron and Bobby will be a good program. Um, Dolph is only in it because his contract is expiring soon, and they want to get him. They want they want Dolph to put people over. I think that I think that that's why Dolph is in this feud. Yeah, Dolph is gonna take the pin. Dolph is gonna like, and that's what they like. We have him, might as well use him. Mm-hmm. And while you have him, you know, have him put over Baron Corbin and Bobby. Um, so I think 
I think Baron's going to beat Dolph at Clash, and then maybe Bobby will go over at Rumble, or maybe they'll have his title win be at Mania. I don't um, know. Either way, I yeah. It's just, it's just. It's, I want to really care about this because I like Bobby Roode, but I don't. But we like Bobby Roode as a heel because that's what yeah. he's good at. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a painful backstage segment with Natalia that I was just like, "End this, please." Mm-hmm. And it just, it just adds to the fact of how much I just do not like Natalia as a heel. I go back and forth on her. There are moments when I'm like, I really like Natalia. She's a workhorse, and she's like liberal, and she's reliable, and I like that when she's successful. And then there are moments when she talks, and I'm like. What, this is horrible. Yeah, and 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 it's and it's one of those. It's just one of those wrestlers where it's just like she's so talented. She's got a great I lineage behind her, her, and I respect the hell out of her. But your promo skills to me just bother bother the hell out of me. Because really I feel like they should manager. be better. They should be better. Yeah, like I I just don't know. I don't care what you have to do to pay Bret Hart, but pay Bret Hart and let Bret Hart be her manager and sure. cut all of her promos. Go ahead. Like yeah, but yeah, Tamina uh, versus Charlotte. Um, Tamina tapped mid-bridge of the figure eight, I wanted to say, which I thought was kind of ridiculous. Um, but then, yeah, what we mentioned, Ride Squad just looks bad after Tamina and Sarah Logan go at it. Um, but And to the final match was Randy Orton versus Sami Zayn. They tried to get out of it earlier. They tried to talk to Daniel Bryan, like been like, this is barbaric, this is ridiculous. Daniel couldn't really do anything. It seemed like he wanted to get him out of it, but he couldn't really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So then Randy Orton comes out, and uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Randy Orton, cut your fucking hair, please. <laughs> it's like you and John are, are trying your hardest to compete on who looks crap, who looks the worst with long hair. It's just the, oh, my God, it just drives me insane. Oh, man. It's like I'm like, dude. <laughs> it's the little things. It's the little things that bother me. I want about my bald Randy headed Randy. Orton. I want Randy Orton to just cut his hair, please. It's just you don't look good. It looks ridiculous. Like I don't care how much you don't care about this segment. Just cut your hair, please. I just it looks awful. It looks terrible. So like, how'd you feel about the outcome of the match? Stupid. <laughs> Did you hate that equally? Just about, yeah. Sami Zayn uh, grabbed some bolt cutters, and Kevin Owens ended up freeing himself with the bolt cutters. But Orton ends up still winning with a roll up yep. to Sami Zayn. Yeah. And then even Kevin heel Sammy even can't and then Kev, and then Kevin and Sami start attacking Orton after the match, but Shinsuke Nakamura comes out to save Randy Orton and they come out on top, so they're implying that we're gonna see Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Orton. Yeah, it's it's based yeah, okay. So that's what we're getting. That's what we're getting. So we've seen this match already before. This was the first match we saw when Sami Zayn turned heel. Already I don't give a shit. Second off, Shane McMahon backstage is with Daniel Bryan, and he first off he goes, "That was one of the most satisfying finishes to SmackDown Live since we started running the show." And I'm like, "You are wrong, and you are stupid." <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan's like, "Are you finished punishing him?" And he's like, "No, I'm just getting started. I'm the special guest referee." Ah! <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, like. There was a point where, like, I was just, like, so mad at this. I was like, give me Stephanie. I don't <laughs> care. I was so... There was a point where I was so mad, um, I just wanted Stephanie McMahon. Now, granted, I understand what I said then, and now I'm like, no, Stephanie is still a hundred times worse than Shane McMahon. But I'm tired of this. I'm so tired of this. And then if Cammy and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn lose this match, they are fired. Well, here's the thing. I... I there's no way... And I can say this with great confidence. There is no way Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will lose this because they're not going to 
pull them from. If it was they lose, they leave SmackDown. I'd be like, all right, they'll go to Raw. But the fact that he was like, they'll be fired from WWE. There's no way. And and I really think that they, he, they will go over here. Um, I think Shinsuke is gonna take the fall, which is sad. I think Randy should do it, but Randy doesn't do that. Um, unless it's Jinder Mahal. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm probably. In, in fact, I am. I am definitely wrong in this assumption. There's no way this happens. But do you think that the seeds are being planted for a Shane McMahon versus Daniel Bryan match? I mean, with the rumors going around that Daniel Bryan is being like, I remember I saw Stephen Larson had rumors that Daniel Bryan was cleared, mm-hmm. which I don't buy until I, don't I buy see it. Either. Exactly. I, I won't buy it until I see it. Um. I feel like that would be the safest match. I mean, that's why I'm thinking. It's like, like which it's like with Shawn Michaels coming back to yeah. face his best friend Triple H. It made sense to put him in a safe matchup where Shane, where where uh, uh, Shawn could work at his own pace. Mm-hmm. And if Daniel Bryan was to come back, it would make sense for it to be with Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't think it's gonna happen. And we, I and I agree need. and I agree with you that Kevin Owens and Sammy will win this match. Mm-hmm. But I'm just so tired of Shane McMahon making every main event match about himself. Well, and that's why and that's and that's why for me like there's no other option you could take with this. Like look at like look at the SmackDown roster. Like AJ Styles is feuding with Jinder. After that, he's probably going to feud with one of those two guys that are feuding with Owens and Sami Zayn. Or maybe Owens or Sami. Maybe, but I don't I feel like I feel like they're not going to let this Shane McMahon thing is definitely not over with. This 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 Shane McMahon versus Owens and Sami Zayn thing is probably going to carry into Mania. Um, I'm not a fan of that. Um, but only because I don't know what else they could do. They've already had Kevin Owens versus Shane, uh, Shane McMahon. Sami Zayn versus Shane McMahon could work for like a fast lane or for Rumble, but that's not going to be a Mania match. No. And, and I just I don't see where else you could take that and unless you get Daniel Bryan involved, and if you get Daniel Bryan involved, like what could you do with him? He's I. There, it doesn't make any sense for him to side with Shane McMahon at all because the seeds are being planted that Daniel Bryan is going to turn heel and side with them, whether it be on a wrestling capacity or not. And also, if that is if that is what they're planting the seeds for, for Daniel Bryan to turn heel against Shane McMahon, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> How the fuck do you get this mixed up? And I'm, I'm, I've, I've sworn a lot more than I normally do, but I'm legitimately angry with what we're doing with Shane McMahon. I don't understand why we are pushing this guy to the moon and back as the commissioner. And why is Daniel Bryan considered the heel when he's trying to be as respectable to the talent as he possibly can and treat the talent it, like, they, like you should treat talent and not get involved... When Shane McMahon throws himself into every matchup possible, yeah. and then he's considered the babyface. What are you doing? It make I sense. don't care if he's your son, Vince. You are booking this in the worst possible way. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, and it, it's unfortunate that it's involving two guys who are heel. I think if they wouldn't, not afford- to mention the two best super, two of the best superstars on SmackDown Live, right? Including one of them being my favorite, yeah. Sami Zayn. Don't get me wrong. I would love if. You know, we if this does lead to one of them taking on AJ Styles for the title, um, but I, again, you know, no, I, Sami Zayn is awesome. He's your boy, but if you're gonna give one of them a world title match, it has to be Kevin. And we've already seen Kevin versus AJ. 
Yeah, and I and I see, think and I think AJ versus Shinsuke Nakamura is what's going to happen. And see, I see Sami Zayn being perfectly ready for a world title shot. But he's not, skill, I see, skill I see, wise, absolutely. He's just not booked that way. I agree, but like if if Kevin Owens, if Kevin Owens could easily be the guy who helps Sammy get the victory. Right, like that could easily be what would happen. There's no, there's a, there's a way that you can make Sami Zayn reasonably win the title, mm-hmm. the world title, but they're just not going to do it. I yeah. just, and I know they're not going to do it. And it's just, I'm see, I'm just looking down the path for for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, and I just see Shane McMahon standing right in the middle with it. Yeah. Br- like thing. bricks, like cement paved, like his feet are stuck in the cement. We are not moving from this. Yeah. And it just drives me insane. Yeah. I was super excited for this angle. I was wondering, I really thought we were going to get like, and who knows? It could end up Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you know, who knows what could happen to them. Obviously, they will win the feud. I think there's no way Shane McMahon yeah. will eventually win the feud. So that's what I'm telling myself. Like, no matter what happens, Kevin Owens and Sami are going to get the last laugh. But it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I'm trying to think as long-term as I can with this, and I don't see what you could do with this feud after this Clash of Champions match. But also, I don't see this ending until Shane McMahon gets his comeuppance. Yeah, and they, and he needs to get his yeah. comeuppance. Or, like, just turn him heel. Just yeah. turn Shane heel. Because but, but I, at this point... them heel because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are so heel that... You know, you know what I mean? I understand like, that, but, like, just, like, have him, like... Piss around with Daniel Bryan. I don't care. It just like I was like I'm sick and tired of Shane right. McMahon. I'm sick and tired of SmackDown Live being the show that you originally touted that was all about the superstars and mm-hmm. was the land of opportunity. And Shane McMahon gets the ego that he has because he's a McMahon. Let's not forget. I don't care if he's the easiest McMahon to work with. He's still a McMahon, and McMahons have egos the size of freaking Jupiter. <laughs> so. We know what a McMahon does, and they get an ego, and then they make the show all about themselves. Stephanie McMahon did that. Triple H does that constantly because he's part of the McMahons now. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon did that constantly. Now Shane McMahon is doing that constantly. We know how this goes, mm-hmm. and we I'm sick of it. I'm right. sick of the I'm sick of the Mr. McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon TV show. Mm-hmm. I want my pro wrestlers to be represented on my pro wrestling TV show. I don't want to constantly open up shows with authority promos. Can we open up with a match? Yeah. Is that it's so hard to do? Just open up with a match. Like, that's all I ask of you. Because, like, it's just... Or if you're going to open with a, an angle, does it have to be an angle that involves a McMahon? Exactly. Like, why can't we have Why can't we have an angle? Why can't we have... Oh, I don't know. The WWE champion come... Why is, why is AJ not even on the show this week? Yeah. Why can't we have AJ Styles come out and talk about his upcoming feud against Jinder Mahal? Yeah, why we had we had we no have... we had no build up to this this yeah. this WWE cha- we're like a week and a half away from Night of Champions. There was nothing like other than have... the promo mentioned over other than the promos that they sh- the vignettes that they showed about the match. We didn't see Jinder, we didn't see the Singh brothers, we didn't see AJ. Yeah. And after such a moment of Jinder Mahal turning his back on the Singh brothers and just can, like nailing them with his finishing maneuver, after that sort of moment, why don't we have any mention of it? Yeah, like why can't at we, all? Why can't we have? You know, um, why can't we have Kevin Owens and Sam? Why can't we have Randy Orton come out and be like, have him put this match over? Why do we need Shane McMahon to do it? I don't know, because Randy Orton doesn't care. But, 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 I, which is also a huge issue. But, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if you tell him, go put this over, he, he will do it. Like, he's, he works for you. At this point in time, like, there needs to be a shakeup where SmackDown gets the better, like, deal. Mm-hmm. Because, like, SmackDown has got, Three top baby faces. 
one of them's holding the WWE Championship, which is great. And then the other two are constantly together. So it, it's even more telling how small your babyface roster is in the, t- in, the, in the main event scene for your show. So it's so telling that you have nobody, well, like, and, in terms of your babyfaces. Well, and Shinsuke's and, been booked so poorly. Exactly. Like, I don't even, it's, it sucks. Like, I, they don't even, I have to remind myself that he's even on SmackDown at times. Like, he, you, he, he almost doesn't even feel like a main eventer anymore. He, he just, doesn't. He just feels like a member of SmackDown. Exactly. It, like, and, it's, I, and, and I, I blame Jinder Mahal for that. I blame the fact that he didn't win the WWE Championship to Jinder Mahal and his mystique was taken see, away from him immediately. but you can't blame Jinder. I blame the booking decision. I agree, yeah, but that's that's the match I point to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, obviously I say I blame Jinder for comedic effects because I know yeah, uh-huh. like how it's easy just to be like, like screw Jinder. Yeah. But like, yeah, it was the booking decision to have Jinder Mahal beat uh, Shinsuke Nakamura twice in a row, mm-hmm. and the mis- I was I was I was a hundred percent right. The mystique is gone. Yeah, no, it is. It is gone, and I was like, "There's no." And the longer we go without Shinsuke Nakamura being fixed, the longer it's going to be mm-hmm. telling that you've ruined him, and there's no coming back. And that's for why him. I think, an, and that's why I think a Mania angle with him and AJ would work very well. Um, I think they could both do the angle babyface, but if you have to turn one of them heel, you can turn AJ heel if you have to. Sure. And I think that match would be really good, and I think it would give Shinsuke Nakamura a good rub. Um, it would. You and, know, and AJ every, Styles and it doesn't would gi- have to go over either. And it would give the and it would give the Smarks the reason to care about this match too, because they've seen it. Most yeah. of the Smarks have already seen it before. Yeah. And for everyone who hasn't seen it, are is going to see something magical. Yeah. I blame Shane McMahon for this, and I also think that Randy Orton is a huge issue too, because I don't know. I. I personally am not the biggest Randy Orton Me fan. Me too. I think Me he's too. always been. I mean, I love him when he's a heel. When he's a heel, Randy Orton, he is awesome. But when he's babyface, Randy Orton, he is so boring. His heel run in, in two thousand, like around two thousand nine, when he faced John Cena, like he was legitimately hateable. Yeah. Like back when I was a dirty mark and I thought pro wrestling was real when I was <laughs> when I first started watching, because I thought it was real for about six months until I discovered, oh yeah, this isn't real. But then, like, still liked it anyway because <laughs> it's pro wrestling. Yeah. But like. I hated Randy Orton. I hated Randy Orton. I wanted John Cena to beat his ass every time because I was a John Cena mark when I first started watching because I think everyone is when they first start at least. Or even when he fought Triple H and like destroyed all the McMahons. Yeah. But like that's the thing. Well, I w- I wasn't watching around that time. Like, that was, like, that I, was after. His that was that was that was no. When he when he beat up all the McMahons, that was WrestleMania. Tw- that was for the WrestleMania 25 match. Oh. I started watching SummerSlam 2009, so oh, that okay. had already that had already passed. But that was when they were doing the massive John Cena Randy Orton thing, where mm-hmm. it was like SummerSlam Breaking Point, uh, Hell in a Cell, Bragging Rights. Mm-hmm. Those were the four big matches that they were in. Um, but. Yeah, no. Randy Orton's amazing as a heel, and I feel like he likes being a heel. And he's already—I think he—you he, said he's—he wants to be a heel again. Yeah. Do that. What if? But like the problem is, if you do that, we have two big baby faces on SmackDown. So we need to shake up to bring some baby face talent over to Raw, over to SmackDown, or bring someone up for NXT. What about this? What if this is how this match gets booked? What if it's a tag team match? Obviously, Shinsuke, Randy, and then Owens and Sammy. What if? What if Randy turns heel on Shinsuke? Like RKO Shinsuke just leaves. Kevin roll like pins Shinsuke Nakamura, and then from there, we can and then you can have Randy Orton and Shinsuke feud, and that can be a Mania match because that's a good match. And and heel Randy would do really well against Shinsuke. And then you can have and then you can put Kevin and Sammy with AJ Styles, whichever one of them you want to have feud. Yep, and then just take Jinder Mahal off television. Well, then we, we well then care. we can get the Jinder Mahal versus Rob Gronkowski match that I think that I will st- to this day say needs to happen. Whatever you say, man. 
Whatever we you have say. Jinder Mahal and Mojo Rawley versus Zack Ryder and Rob Gronkowski. Oh my it God. is the match. That's what the we're, that's what I want now. Why not add Snooki to the match too? Why, why don't we just why don't we cover? We'll cover all the bases with that one, <laughs> and then we'll get Shaquille O'Neal and the Big Show involved. Mm-hmm. Bring back <laughs> Drew Carey. There we go. But yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of Ringmasters. On that wonderful note, on a nice, on a cheery note, on uh, a cheery note, where I'm just fuming as all <laughs> hell. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, remember, the Ringmasters podcast YouTube is up, and this this episode will be going to YouTube just the same time as it goes to SoundCloud, iTunes, and CMLife.com. So be sure to go subscribe to the Ringmasters podcast YouTube channel. It is Ringmasters podcast. Um, and remember to follow me on Twitter at szoomer4, follow Chad at thechad100. I remembered your t- Twitter username now because I had to put it in for YouTube constantly. There we go. So there, <laughs> it, it took a while, but I finally remembered it. And follow the Ringmasters official Twitter at ringmasterspod. And yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us, and we will see you next time. <laughs>